0: Radio is entertainment for adults by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, the Madman, and uh, we've got some thunderstorms coming through here. So uh, if we all of a sudden go off, you know, you know what happens. So hopefully we won't lose power throughout this show. Excuse me, I have to catch my breath. I had to run around and, uh, my <coughs> headphones weren't connected. I had to find the wire real quick and plug it in. So, welcome. Welcome. Uh May the 4th be with you, even though I'm not so much a Star Wars fan anymore. Uh of course, the the original classic movies, episodes 4, 5 and 6 are, you know, they'll they'll live forever in my heart, you know, just I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure they will for you as well. Um uh, but, you know, uh Disney, having taken over the the prop the property, intellectual property of that, and having done all these uh, uh superhero movies as well the comic books, I mean, at, when it first started with like Iron Man and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, I'm stoked, you know they're making comic book movies, and they're actually pretty good. You know the very first ones are really great, but the, you know, as it progressed, you know it just got worse and worse, and the same is true about Star Wars in many ways. Um, I have heard uh, good things about uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier that that might. Mark change, hopefully, in the way that they do these things, so they're not all this crappy SJW stuff <laughs> that you find in these, uh, in those movies and stuff like that. So happy May the Fourth to you if you're still interested in that. Um, I have a birthday coming up. I'm going to be slipping into my mid 40s on Thursday. So if you want to uh, celebrate my birthday, you can always become a patron by going over to Patreon.com/slash ShockMonkeyRadio becoming a patron there. Or if you just want to send me a cash gift, you can use the cash app and send it to ca- uh, the cash tag shock monkey radio, all one word. And I would appreciate that. Also, if you can't, you know, fi- uh, financially support me, I would appreciate it. If you like share subscribe and comment upon my videos that you find on YouTube. So find the shock monkey radio, YouTube channel, uh, tell a friend about this podcast, <coughs> excuse me, tell a friend about this podcast and, uh, uh, you know share those videos because i'm competing in an unfair market you know uh, 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 little little creators like myself you know we can't get anywhere anymore these days because youtube you know it you won't your videos won't come up in searches you know you have to pay to get featured you know apparently uh on youtube and so forth and so the only way i can have any success is if people become patrons and or you share it with people uh you know an actual organic or grassroots type of Going viral, because there's no way a video of mine can ever go viral again um, It was, it was uh, I, like the last time I got over a thousand views on a video Was back before the second ad, adpocalypse on YouTube And I'm sure if you, there's other creators out there YouTube creators out there that know, know exactly what I'm talking about because uh, uh, YouTube has, you know, been really mucking with the numbers, really muck, mucking with the algorithms, just to make sure that people like me can't become popular because they don't like the content of my videos. So I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about uh, this girl I met. This is about ten or twelve years ago, and back then I, would, uh, I was uh, hanging out in Centerville, Centerville, Virginia, which is basically a suburb of uh, DC. I was hanging out in Centerville, uh, Virginia, a lot back in those days. And um and I was I was trying to date as well while I was visiting up there because you know it's a lot more people in Centerville than there is here in Fredericksburg. Uh but I was uh, I was on plenty of fish back then using the Plenty of Fish dating site. And um I matched with this girl on Plenty of Fish, and so um we started talking, we we're chatting and stuff like that. And um we we uh made a date. We made a date to go out and get some drinks and you know, talk to each other and stuff. So uh, I go to. She gives me her address. I go to. Her, I go to her house, and the first as I'm walking up to the house, I noticed there's a wheelchair ramp leading up to the house, and then all of a sudden, all the all of her pictures flashed through my mind. It was like she is sitting sitting in every single photo on her profile, and so I thought it was like maybe she's in a wheelchair, and so um I went up and I knocked on the door, and sure enough, I met her parents and stuff like that. They invited me into the home. And, uh, and then she came in on, in her wheelchair coming in, into the room. And I was like, oh, she didn't tell me about this. She didn't tell me she was in a wheelchair. Uh, she was, she was really good looking, but, uh, so I guess that kind of, uh, explains why she agreed to go out on a date with me. But, uh, but at the same time, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to say, well, you know, I'm not going to go out with you just cause you're in a wheelchair. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was just like, yeah, a little, little disappointed. But you know she she could do better if <laughs> if she were completely ambu- ambulatory. Anyway, so we went out on this date. I went to I took her to this place called uh, Velocity Five. I don't know if it's there anymore. Uh, Velocity Five in Centerville, and um, it's one of the it's one of those places in Virginia that um uh, is like a restaurant slash bar during the day or evenings. I think this place only opened at like in the e- like five o'clock or something like that in the e- evening. Uh, is and uh, but it, it kind of like around nine thirty ten o'clock it becomes a club. You know what I mean, and that's just how like businesses in Virginia, because you can't really have a you know strict club in Virginia because of the laws. You know, you have to serve food and stuff like that. I can't just serve straight alcohol and have a dance floor. And so uh, we took I took her to this place. It was probably a bad decision on my part to to take her to this place. I didn't know that you know this place turned into a club at like nine thirty and stuff like that. So we went in. We got something to eat. We um we had having having drinks. and then you know the the party kind of started. Uh, the volume of the music went up, and you know it was, it was hard to have a conversation. So she says, "Hey, um, let's go on a walk. Let's let's go outside or something. Let's have a conversation so we can talk. You know, I can't hear you. It's too loud in here." It's like, okay. So we paid our bill, and um, and I took her outside. And right outside the club is this big pond, right? Big pond, and it had a walkway all the way around it, sidewalk all the way around it. So I started pushing her uh, along this walkway. Uh, all the, the sidewalk all the way around this pond. We're just chit-chatting having a nice little time. It was it was really nice It wasn't a uh, nighttime clear summer night. It was it was really nice uh, I dare say romantic and so uh, we we came across this. Uh, there's benches like all across uh, You know every few hundred yards or something like that is was, there's was a bench And we found this one bench that was like on the opposite side of the pond <coughs> Excuse me from the club and um we came up in this bench and that has this tree hanging over it and stuff like that. These branches coming out like right over the right over the bench. And she's like, this is a nice spot. And it's like, let's sit here on this bench for a while. And I was like, OK, do you want to sit in your chair? And she's like, no, no, pick me up and we'll sit on this bench together. And I'm like, oh, OK. So I pick her up out of the chair and I set her on the bench. And um, we're sitting there talking and stuff like that. And the next thing I know, she kisses me. All right. And it's like, almost like that, you know, we're making out real hot and heavy. So, uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, but the whole time I'm thinking, you know, it's like, she, you know, she, she doesn't, uh, you know, has a spinal condition, you know, doesn't feel anything below her waist. And, uh, so we're making out and stuff like that. And next thing I know, she's like, she pulls herself on top of me. All right. And just out of instinct, I just grab those legs and I pull her close to me and stuff like that. We're making out hot and heavy. And she's like – then she starts un- unzipping my pants, and I was like, are we really going to do this? I mean, is there really any uh, anything you could get out of it? And then I thought about all my past experiences with sex, and I was just like, do I really care? And I was like, no, I don't. And so, um, you know, we ended up uh, we ended up having sex right there on that bench. You know, she's right on top of me and stuff like that, and she's really, you know, bouncing on me going, going to town like – pushing on my shoulders and stuff like that, and she's getting frustrated, right, because she can't get, like, the leverage against my shoulders, so she reaches up, and she grabs this tree, right, and she's, like, basically doing pull-ups on this tree, right, it was it was amazing, all right, she's doing pull-ups on this tree, and I'm grabbing a hold of her legs, and I got her legs and, her legs, and I'm pulling her legs, I'm pulling her legs, I'm pulling her legs, just like I'm pulling your leg, that didn't happen, <laughs> So I don't know if I told that story before, but uh, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one to tell. (coughs) Uh, So I saw in the news, and I I don't really talk about uh, celebrity gossip or anything like that very often, but I saw in the news that Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. And um, I started thinking about this a little bit because um, I, I was reminded of a phrase that somebody told me in the Navy. Somebody said to me when I was in the Navy, no one ever ran out of pussy chasing money, but everyone goes broke chasing pussy. And I, I thought there was a little bit of wisdom to that. Um, but at the same time, Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. And so, um, and uh, when it comes to making money, you know, going, you know, I mean, that's that's the reason why nerds like Bill Gates make money. Why they go out and they chase that money to get money so they can, you know, find a girl that would tolerate them because, uh, you know, they got the largesse to uh, <laughs> to keep them happy, materially happy. And unfortunately, you know, there was a time in my life, you know, there was a time in my life when uh, I was making money. I was making a lot of money. And it was real nice to go to the comic book store every week and drop 200 bucks in comic books. That was great. You know what? And, but, you know, I got out of the Navy. I had all this experience and skills and stuff like that. And I was making money. I was making really good money. And all I wanted to do was, get, you know, find a girl, get married, settle down, have children, live, a, you know, a really square life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to live a life like that. But you know what? I, you know, I, I came back home from the Navy, and all these women would rather you know, fuck some you know, loser who worked at a restaurant or something like that rather than get with me. And that just frustrated me to no end. And I'm busting my ass. You know, I've worked my ass off for over a decade trying to make myself um, you know, uh, financially viable in terms of a mate for a woman, and it didn't come through for me. So I, did, I went, jumped through all these hoops, and I got nothing I wanted out of it. Sure, it's nice to have a bunch of comic books back home. Back at home, but, you know, that really isn't anything. If anything, you know, the stuff you buy, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, satisfy the things that you want out of life. You know, if anything, it turns you into that troll woman from Labyrinth, you know, where all your stuff just is stuck on your back. There's no happiness in a life like that with material gain. And I think that's the point with uh, Bill, and, Bill and Melinda Gates. What's the point? What is the point of going out there and trying to make billions of dollars you know, even if you can get, you know, just get divorced like that, you know, it's not so much that he's going to have to share his money with her. You know, I don't, I don't really care about that. You know, I think that makes sense to me, you know, alimony payments, that makes sense to me in many ways, even though some people think, they might think it's sexist, but I think that's fair. But that being said, he's a little, like, what is the point of going through all that trouble if you cannot, you know, get what you want out of life? And so that's why I stopped chasing money. That's why I ended up getting fired from my job that was paying me really, really well. You know, you know, because it's uh, I got nothing I wanted out of it. And I put up with some serious bullshit. I bit my tongue so hard in the Navy. I bit my heart, my tongue so hard uh, in the private sector after I got out, which was technically still the military. If you want to get down to brass tacks about it. And so I was just like, you know, I'm getting nothing I want out of life by going through all this nonsense. And so that's when I decided to become a podcaster, YouTuber, writer basically. And that's, uh, is like right after, right after that. And it's like, uh, I got fired from that job. That's when I started writing. And I wrote, wrote the books that you can find on amazon.com search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I wrote uh, books up there, the bunny years, a memoir, uh, the exit 13 series and the, uh, uh the ravings of a madman book. And so I wrote all those books and then I, I published them, you know, hope, hopefully hoping that, you know, I could, you know, become a successful writer. But, you know, I, yeah, I got a little bit of money from that. But, I mean, it's not a whole lot. So, you know, go out there, buy those books, read those books. I would appreciate it. Um, and so it, it, I would rather be poor doing what I love, you know, doing what I want to do. Because I joined the Navy because I wanted to be a radio DJ. And this was before the Internet. I joined it back in uh, 90, 97, 1997. And so, uh, you know, the Internet was just breaking out and stuff like that. It was, It was America online days and so forth. Uh, and so, you know, eventually by the time I got out of the Navy, you know, then podcasts, uh, I guess, no, nah, nah, I guess I was 2001. So it was like after I got fired, that's when like podcast, after I got fired from that job, I, uh, I don't want to tell you my employer, but after I got fired from that job, I, uh, that's when podcasts started getting real big. And I was like, oh, so I guess I could be a podcaster. I could be a writer. I could be a YouTuber. And so I did. And so I, and I'm broke as a joke. I have no money whatsoever. I can't go to the comic book store and spend money anymore, eh, which is okay with me because I hear the comic books are getting real woke these days as well. But I'd rather be poor in doing what I love instead of making hand over fist and getting nothing that I want out of life. Sure, I'm not married. Sure, I don't have kids and stuff like that. But you know, at the same time, I'm still doing what I feel like I need to be doing. And I'm satisfied in that regard. And I'd rather be dirt poor doing what I love than being rich as shit, rich as Bill Gates. You know, and unhappy as unhappy as Bill Gates getting divorced. All right. So what what did you do all that for, Bill Gates? Did you find what Did you find happiness in life, Bill Gates? Anyway, I don't want to rant too long about that. Just something I thought about when I heard the news about Bill and Melinda Gates splitting up. So um, I know this is a little, a little late, and the news cycle moves really fast. But this happened like last week after my show. Uh, uh, Joe Biden did the where he addressed both houses of Congress, and um, the rebuttal from the conservatives was done by Senator Tim Scott. I believe he's from South Carolina. Now, Tim uh, Tim Scott he gave an excellent, excellent rebuttal to uh, the the nonsense that Joe Joe Biden was uh, was spouting out there in Congress, at Congress, and um, he said something like, uh, very reasonable, that America is not a racist country. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right that America is not a racist country. But because uh, Senator Tim Scott is black, I don't know if you know this, he's black, because of that, and he said something that conservatives have been saying for a long, long time, that America is not a racist country, because he was black and said that, all of a sudden the left and all sorts of racist people had things to say about Tim Scott, okay, okay? And uh, hashtag Uncle Tim began to trend on Twitter because people were so mad that Tim Scott, being black, did not agree that America is a racist country. And I just want to tell you, it's like you people who think that Tim Scott, I mean, you get it. It's Uncle Tom, Uncle Tim. You, you get it? All right. You're the racist. You're the racist if you think that because of the color of his skin, he should think a certain way about a certain issue. All right? That's the true racism. That's the true racism we need to fight. You know? And I don't know if you know history at all, but the Democrats, you know, the, they were the slaveholders, all right? They were the people that wanted to fight uh, against the federal government to hold on to their slaves. They are the people who created the Jim Crow laws. You know? I don't know how many people I've met over my life who think that the Republicans are the racists. It's like, are you kidding me? The, party, the Republican Party was created to fight racism specifically, to fight slavery specifically. How did you get that flipped? How did you flip that? That's insane. And just because of the color of this guy's skin, people are tearing him apart on social media because they think that because of the color of his skin, he should think in a certain way about certain issues. And it's a shame. I feel, I, I feel bad for black people who don't, who, don't think, who don't agree with the Democratic Party 100% of the time because I feel like they are bullied into you know, saying what, they want, what, what the Democrats think that they should say. You know, I've, I was in the military. The military is a crash course in racial tolerance. OK, and there are plenty of people I served with in the military who think the same way I do. And uh, it's uh, in a wide variety of skin tones. All right. Military is a crash course in racial diversity because any, you learn real quickly that it doesn't matter what color the person's skin is that shoots you. All right. That, that blows up your ship. That doesn't matter. They're just as lethal. That means that they are equal. They're equal threats to us all. So, I mean, you gotta, you got to realize that at some point and understand that, you know, just because a person's skin color is go- doesn't mean, just because guy's skin color is darker than mine doesn't mean he should vote for a Democrat, all right? And they said all these horrible things, like he's a token, he's an Uncle Tom, and I was just like, can you understand how racist your mindset is? It just infuriated me that they can't understand that there are black Republicans in the world, all right. And there are. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, I thought, you know, I, I'm glad I thought it was a really good speech that he gave in uh, the rebuttal to. I wonder if they like write it during <laughs> the address, uh, because the, the opposite party always like gives a rebuttal afterwards, which I think is fair. I think it's fair in American politics and stuff like that. But they're attacking. They would attack this guy because he does not think that America is a racist country just because there are uh, just because there are murderers in America doesn't make us all murderers, okay, just because there are larcenists, is it larcenists, just because there are thieves in this country, doesn't make us all thieves, just because there are racists does not make this country racist, and if you want to talk about something as silly as systemic racism, show me the laws, show me the laws that exist on the books today, today, that, uh, uh, that show The systemic racism in this country Because it doesn't exist There was a Civil Rights Act that was passed I think in 1965 That got rid of all that nonsense All right, I think too many of these people were raised by their grandmothers Who lived in that generation That actually experienced racism You know And they think that it's still out there And it's not It's not Grow up Let me get a little drink here Wet my whistle, and go on to this next thing here. Y'all need Jesus. Or I'll do it in a Southern accent. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Y'all need Jesus. All right. Uh, no offense to you Jewish people, but the, here's the thing: is like I, you all need Jesus, and the reason I, the reason I want to mention this is because. Uh, you cannot serve two masters. I believe it's in the Bible. I think it's in Matthew somewhere. It says you cannot serve two masters. And uh, the concept is, is like you can't. You know, if if you don't serve God, you're serving something else. All right. And now, when it comes when it comes to, when it comes to um, uh, churches, people don't really go to churches anymore. And I'm the last person. I'm the last person that should be saying, "Y'all need to go to church," all right? Because I don't go to church and either. You know, I kind of got over it uh, uh, when I was a teenager. I've, I've read the Bible four times. I feel like I've heard every sermon that's ever been written, every nuance, every way you can look at every single verse in the Bible. I, I felt like I got it. I felt like I got it. If I have, if I get married and have kids, that'd be a different story. I'll probably start going back to church because I would want my children to grow up in a church. All right, excuse me. But the point is, is that a lot of people don't go to church anymore, and so because of that. You know, we are, we are spiritual creatures by our nature, and we have a zeal for piety in many ways. And since the piety is no longer about being pious about God, it's about being pious to the culture or pious to your political views, all right? And so all these people, all these people who are out there who, don't, who probably don't go to church, and they're out there, they're telling you how to do stuff. They're telling you what you should and shouldn't do. They're a part of the church of wokeness. All right. And it's absurd. It's, it's like I said, you cannot serve two masters. And if you're not serving God, you are serving the church of wokeness. All right. You're sure, you're serving the church of the culture. And back in the like the like the 80s, you know, back in the 80s, when uh, I think it was Tipper Gore and uh, it was I think it was uh, another lady who was a former Republican. And they started getting together and say, we need to put these explicit lyrics uh, things on music. Because we There's people swearing On these record albums And so forth And when I say swearing I mean swearing Like the F word The S word You know All the bad words The classic uh, Seven dirty words That George Carlin Pointed out to us Alright And they were said Because the uh, Artists and musicians Were using these words In, in their music That, that uh, We needed to warn people Because the kids Are being corrupted Because they're learning The F word From Guns and Roses Alright <coughs> And so, and that was the zealotry of, uh, that was the zeal. I don't know if zealotry is a word. That was the zeal of the religious fundamentalists in many ways. You know, they wanted to control art and they wanted to abridge the freedom of speech to say you cannot, you cannot use the f word in a song. They Said well, the uh, the First Amendment won in that argument in some way. But instead, they wanted to label it. They wanted to label the the, the albums, the record albums, <laughs> or cassettes back in the day. And so, um. And so that, that was the same – it was the same kind of concept as the Comics, uh, Comics Code Authority. The Comics Code Authority said it's like so people are writing, writing and drawing comic books that uh, depict crime and violence and stuff like that, and all these kids are getting uh, corrupted by all the violence that's in comic books. And so the Comics Code Authority, the people wanted to censor comic books. And so since the First Amendment can't, can't be broken in that regard, it's like they came up with this Comics Code Authority, this self-censoring organization. And so that was the kind of things that were wrong, that were wrong to do in music or art or comic books and stuff like that. And so they had this big list of things you couldn't do or say or depict in comic books or music and stuff like that. Or else it would get a warning. It would get, get no comics code authority label. It would get the uh, parental advisory, explicit lyrics sticker. You know? That's what it was before. That's what it was before when the religious right seemed to have control over the, the or, or have a zeal to to uh, censor things. Nowadays, the censorship is all weird and backwards, all right? Now it's a bunch of crazy ass leftists trying to uh, control what people say in, in art and music and on the internet and YouTube channels, okay? It's a completely different thing. I was, wa- I was re-watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia recently, and they, uh, they had this show in the later season called The Gang Does a Clip Show, where, and I hate clip shows, I hate this particular episode, but there was something about the editing in one of the scenes that they did uh, in the clip show. All right. Back in the original uh, episode, the clip that they took it from, they had a scene. It was a Christmas episode. It was one of my favorites of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where um, Charlie realizes that all these Santas were coming over to his house to bang his mom. And that's why he got gifts on Christmas. And so uh, when they're, they're walking in the mall and they come across the mall Santa and Charlie sees a Santa, and he realizes, you know, Santa's been banging my mom, so he walks up to this mall Santa, sits in his lap, and the Santa turns to Mac, who was there, and and says, is he retarded? And Charlie, Charlie just goes, did you fuck my mom, Santa? Did you fuck my mom? It just goes off, just over and over. Did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom, Santa? You know how Charlie Kelly is, and that irritating voice of his. He just over and over and over again, did you fuck my mom? Then, let's fast forward to the clip show episode. All right, and this is how it was edited. The editing in that one clip that they used is they, when Santa turns to Mac and says, is he retarded? It goes, is he bleep? They bleeped retarded, but did you fuck my mom, Santa? Every single F word came through clear as a bell. That's how backwards and retarded this censorship has become. All right, and that is the church of wokeness. That is the church of the SJW, you cannot serve two masters. Y'all need Jesus. Go back to church. Get your priorities straight. Because I find some, uh, Charlie Kelly yelling the F word over and over again is far more offensive than a Santa asking if the kid is retarded. Anyway, that's my rant for today. Let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. Mm. Water. Water of life. Universal solvent can break rock, can cut rock. Water cut the Grand Canyon. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you ever look at, like, uh, North America to you see all those lakes? Like, you know, what's it, like Minnesota and the Great Lakes and all the lakes that are up in Canada and stuff like that. You know, that's all from receding glaciers. <laughs> There's a power of water. Anyway, let's go on to this first story. Asian woman attacked with a hammer in New York City's Times Square. Ah, sounds like New Times Square in the 70s. An Asian woman was ordered to take off her mask and then hit in the head with a hammer by a female stranger in Times Square on Sunday, one of two suspected hate crimes in Manhattan over the weekend. The attack unfolded around 8:40 p.m. when the black when the black suspect snapped at her 31 year old victim, "Take off your mask," in front of uh, 411 West 42nd Street. Cops said on Monday, "Take off your mask." The attacker swung a hammer at the victim, hitting her on the left side of the face, according to police. Who carries around a hammer? Anyway, cops recovered the hammer, but the attacker is still in the wind. That's horrible writing, Fox News. The incident is being investigated as a hate crime, authorities said. Uh, the injured woman, who is listed, whose address listed in California, was treated at NYU Langone Hospital, cops said. If I mispronounce it, I'm sorry. A little more than a day earlier, a 20-year-old man was busted for illegal, allegedly attacking an Asian couple just outside of Grand Central Station. The white attacker called the pair dangerous and said, you don't belong here, before hitting a, the 50-year-old woman in the head with a bag of chips. The police said. <laughs> okay, cops nab, nabbed the suspect, Adam Taversary. <laughs> sorry, inside the station. Uh, he was busted in July for allegedly knocking out windows on an MTA train and faces two counts of assault as a hate crime and aggravated harassment as a hate crime, police said. He has been arrested 22 prior times dating back to 2018, including uh, charges that include robbery, peti- petty larceny, petite larceny. Anyway, burglary burglary, and assault, police source, source said. So I don't know what it is with people. I think it's Mostly, black people have like a real problem with Asian people, and a lot of people say it's because you know uh, Asian people are a minority and they succeed in America because you know they they get married, they have children, they probably attend church or something like that. <laughs> they uh, uh, you know they they put emphasis upon education and stuff like that, and they perform well on tests. They perform well in life, and you know they're not always throwing out the race card. It's like you didn't hire me because I'm Asian. They don't pull that kind of nonsense like certain other. Types of people in this country Anyway, let's go over to this next story Driver calls L.A. County dr- uh, Deputy murderer in a racist Attack caught on video <laughs> You'll never be white That's a quote from her A woman can be heard verbally attacking A Los, ca- Los Angeles County Sheriff's de- deputy With racist slurs during a standard traffic stop in body cam footage exclusively obtained By Fox News's Bill Mel Lugan, forgive me Featured on Tucker Carlson Tonight On Monday the anti-cop hostility in the U.S. reared its ugly head during a traffic stop last month when an officer pulled over a woman who appeared to be using her cell phone while driving, which is illegal in L.A. Uh, the 14-year-old uh, career officer told uh, Malugan, forgive me if I'm screwing up that name, I don't watch Fox News, uh, that he recorded the interaction on both of his official department issue body cam and, and a personal one he brought to protect himself from false allegations. Wow. As the public continues to demonize police following the death of George Floyd last year. As the unidentified officer approaches the window, the driver begins recording uh, him on her cell phone before saying, I started to record because you're a murderer. Right out of the gate. Because you're a murderer. Okay. Uh, when the officer calmly explains to the woman that she can't be on your, on your, can't be on your cell phone while you're driving and requests to see your identification, the driver fires back, it's at my apartment, I am perfectly legal, and I am, and I am, I am a teacher. There it is. There it is. I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm important. The interaction took a turn where a woman called the officer a Mexican racist. Quote, you're always going to be Mexican, she is heard saying. You will never be white. You know that, right? God damn. Uh, Malugans called the exchange a great A example of the kind of animosity that some of the officers out there are encountering on the streets. L.A. County Sheriff uh, Alex Vill- Villanueva told Fox News that he was appalled by what he saw in the video, but commended his, dep- uh, his deputy for staying professional, and he was. You can go find this video. Uh, she claims to be. She claims to be a teacher. I'm not sure where she is teaching, but if she represents her profession, is that an indictment on her profession and the the caliber of the people? Villanueva asked. Snap! That was burn. That was a sick burn. She claims to be a teacher. I'm not sure who where she is teaching, but if she represents her profession, is that an indictment on her profession and the caliber of people? That's very true. That's a that's a well thought out rebuttal. Uh, Quote, you have one incident like George Floyd, but some people want to label label an entire profession as if everyone was a Derek Chauvin. He's going to get a mistrial, by the way, (laughs) Uh, It shows you that bigotry, racism comes in all colors and ages. That's proof of that right there. You want to if you want to call all of the deputies murderers, unfortunately, you are doing the exact same thing you're accusing other people of doing against your own kind. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department told Fox News that the woman in the video called internal affairs and filed a harassment complaint against the deputy immediately after the incident. The department also said that the woman has a history of making false claims against deputies. Wow. Fox News has uh, identified the woman, but she has not responded to the network's multiple requests for comment. Of course not. She'll probably just file a complaint against you for harassing her. <laughs> anyway, I've seen this video. It's been making the rounds. I saw, you know, Ben Shapiro put it, uh, had it in his show today, uh. Stephen Crowder had it in his show today. What's his name? Um, Michael Knowles, that Catholic guy. Way super Catholic. Way too Catholic for my taste. Um, uh, they all, like, featured this video in their shows, so I'm not going to show it to you. Uh, I don't feel like pulling it up anyway. But the, um, the, whole, point, the whole point of this is that, you know, it's, it's people like that that are teaching your children. And that's what the teachers are these days. They're these union crazy liberals that think that you know the in, uh, instead of just admitting, it's like, yeah, I was doing something illegal and taking your ticket, you had to make a big scene trying to scare off the cop by it's like, I'm going to file a complaint against you, you know. And that's that's what's happening way too much nowadays. You know, websites, you know, curling, uh curtailing the nature of their websites or or their content based upon a few complaints by a bunch of whiny. Whiny little bitches like this bitch, and she is a bitch. I don't care what you say; she's a horrible, horrible person who tried to who tried to uh, bluff her way out of a ticket. And if I were a cop, I would have just shot her then and there for the good of humanity. And that, my friends, is why I would never be a police officer. Okay, let's go to this next story: Woke CIA recruitment video riles up social media. Truly embarrassing for our entire country, you quote. A new CIA recruitment video uh, sparked a fierce online reaction Monday for being what critics label full of woke propaganda. The two-minute video features a 36-year-old Latina CIA agent who describes herself as intersectional, cisgender, and millennial. The officer tells viewers that she used to suffer from imposter syndrome. She has embraced herself unapologetically, uh, because she refuses to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. Uh, "Quote in twenty nineteen, we started our ongoing social media series, the Human Humans of CIA. Are there other types of anyway? <laughs> the aliens of CIA, where the dogs of the CIA, where we share uh, stories of real officers and their roles in advancing the agency's national security mission. Our goal is to humanize CIA through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts, so followers can see themselves, hear, and apply." A spokesperson told Fox News on Tuesday. That's today. Former CIA officer uh, Brian Dean Wright took issue with the video tweeting the CIA used to be about mission about mission to country. I speak from experience, parenthetically. Now <coughs> excuse me. Now it's now it's now about demanding and getting accommodation to fix an emotional wound and adva- or advance a personal agenda. America is less safe with this new CIA and dangerously more political. Quote, this CIA recruitment video is a joke and truly embarrassing for our entire country. The View co-host, Megan McCain, agreed. China, Russia, and our enemies are laughing at us, and they sure are. They've been laughing their heads off over the last couple of years because you people have lost your minds. Now it's more important for the CIA to be joke, to be woke, I mean, instead of doing their jobs, which is spying. Anyway, uh, quote, the CIA just released a recruitment video full of woke propaganda and America's enemies are laughing their heads off at CIA. Dinesh D'Souza reiterated. It's a bunch of people's tweets about it, uh, how horrible it is. Fox News contributor contributor, contributor, Rachel Campos Duffy noted that an unnamed agent appears to list all her identities, inter- intersectional, cisgender, millennial woman of color with anxiety disorder, except American. God help us, she wrote. Political commentator uh, Liz Wheeler tweeted, Watch this insane CIA recruitment video and tell me the CIA is in a woke swamp culture, uh, capable and willing to weaponize their power to target their political opponents, conservatives. Director and producer Robbie Starbuck also weighed in. Quote, this is a real video released by the CIA, he wrote in alongside the clip. Every institution is being destroyed by the woke left. If we don't stop this, the U.S. will fall. I bet instead of waterboarding, they'll unleash real torture on terrorists. Listening to progressives talk for hours about every social issue. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of a joke one guy told me. He said, uh, you know what you do? Uh, this was when the award in Iraq was going on. You know what we do with Iraq right before the award in Iraq? You know what we do with Iraq is you, uh, you take all our welfare recipients – And you send them to Iraq. (laughs) Watch their economy crumble. (laughs) Where's my welfare check? Uh, Glenn Greenwald, who among others was awarded a Pulitzer for his reporting about the government surveillance programs, tweeted Lots of people who pay no attention to the CIA and the security state seem to think the CIA video is the first time they've promoted, endorsed, or embraced woke ideology. They've been doing it for years. I wrote about it back in 2015. Biden is turning every US institution into an embarrassing, Freak show. Daily Wire reporter Ryan Savadra, Savedra, excuse me, the world is laughing at us. Uh, the controversial video begins with the agent walking in slow motion before telling viewers I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I think that's what's exactly what this video is, a box-checking exercise. I am, walking, I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inf- inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences suggesting that a question has been asked. That make me a woman? Quote, "I could change a diaper in one hand and console a crying toddler in the other. Oh, that has a lot to do with being a spy." Quote, "I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks." The agent declares, adding that she is uh, tired of feeling like I am supposed to apologize for the space I occupy." That's all in your head. I don't know who is making you feel that way, because I don't think people do that in America. That's not how it works. You know, that's all going on in your head. All right. <laughs> Golly, yeah. So yeah, Russia, China, our enemies are laughing their heads off. I think like China is like they're outlawing like feminism. They're out. there, uh, they're they they got a program in place to increase their masculinity. They're gonna out testosterone us, okay? Because you got a bunch of soy boys out there joining the military now, Join the CIA and stuff like that. And it has it, everything. Everything has to be. Woke and intersectional and all this nonsense. You know, Gavin McGinnis frequently said, you know, fuck the police's boss, you know. And the same way with the military. Fuck the military's boss, all right? I have absolute respect for every single enlisted person in the U.S. military because I, don't, I really hate the class structure of the military. I don't like the difference between officers and, and, uh, and enlisted I think that the military should be more like Starship Troopers where you become a, rank, uh, become a lieutenant after you're like a t- top sergeant. Then you become an officer. <laughs> I think that that's how it should be. I don't think just because you went to college for four years, you should automatically be saluted by everyone who didn't. You know, I find that ridiculous. And so when it comes to, and then you can talk about the military these days, the military these days is being run by the officers who all went to college, who got all this critical race theory training, all this liberal nonsense stuffed in their heads instead of an actual education. And so they're the ones who are making policy. Those are the people who make policy for the military. And you see the military even getting some of this woke nonsense going on in there. God help them if they ever have to face combat again. God help. I mean, granted... Don't get me wrong, there's real soldiers, all right? There's real sol- uh, soldiers and sailors and stuff like that who take care of the real business of putting lead on target, all right? We still have some of those. Our America's big enough that we can't weed them all out. But the problem is, is like, fuck the police's boss, fuck the military's boss. And I'm saying, you know, screw those people who uh, uh, try to make policy based upon these, uh, you know, liberal concepts that, you know, just because the color of my skin has given me some sort of advantage and I get money falling out of the sky just because I'm a white guy. Nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. All right, let's go to the next story. Coca-Cola pauses aggressive diversity plan after chief lawyer resigns. Fox, stop trying to make jokes. Do news. The first sentence of this is woke Coke has gone flat. Awful. Stick to journalism. Be a stand-up comic on your own time. Coca Cola has paused its controversial diversity plan that included penalties on outside law firms if they failed to meet racial diversity quotas after intense backlash. (coughs) Excuse me. The pause comes after the orchestrator of the plan, Koch's former general counsel Bradley Gayton, abruptly resigned last month after less than a year on the job and as criticism of the quotas mounted. Some question whether uh, Gayton's policies violated Title. Five, six, seven of the Civil Rights, Roman numerals, of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which says employers can't treat people people differently based upon their race. That includes white people, by the way. America's not a racist country since 1964. All right. Scott Leith, a spokesman for Koch, said Gaten's replacement, Monica Howard Douglas, is now reviewing the plan. Quote, when there is a leadership change, it takes time for the new leaders to review the current status of the team, organization, and initiatives, he said. Monica is fully uh, committed to the notions of equity and diversity in the legal profession, and we fully expect she will take the time necessary to thoughtfully review any plans going forward. In January, uh, Gayton made headlines when he unveiled the plans to penalize outside law firms that failed to meet new diversity quotas by slashing their fees or cutting ties with them altogether. Under the plan, any law firm seeking to do business with the company was required to commit at least 30% of bill time uh, would be in the form of would be from diverse attorneys, and at least half of them would be from black attorneys. That sounds almost like racial preferential treatment. White privilege. try black privilege these days. Uh, Quote, the hard truth is that our profession is, is not treating the issue of diversity and inclusion as a business imperative, Gayton wrote in January, unveiling the plan. We have a crisis on our hands, and we need to commit ourselves to specific actions that will accelerate the diversity of the legal profession, but Gaten's sudden uh, resignation last month has thrown the plan into doubt with outsiders criticizing the plan and urging Coca-Cola to walk it back. Legal Defense Foundation project on fair representation published an open letter to Coca-Cola last week, warning that Coke's outside counsel racial quota requirements are unlawful. In a meeting with Coke's global uh, legal team, Douglas, the company's new general legal counsel, said Coca-Cola was taking a pause for now, but will likely salvage some parts of the diversity plan, Law.com reported. Coca-Cola hired Gayton in September 2020 after spending nearly 30 years as top lawyer at Ford. Despite his departure from Coke as general counsel, he still has a relationship with the company. He signed a new contract to serve as a consultant to Coca-Cola CEO James Quincy, in, in that position, he'll be making a, he- a hefty 12, point, $12 million over the next year. That included a $4 million sign-on fee and a monthly consulting fee of 666 $666. Yeah, I guess it's a, a third, kind of two-thirds kind of thing. I don't know. According to an April 21st securities filing, it's unclear how Gayton will be able to impact company's outside law firm diversity plan in his new position. Uh, It's Harley Coke's first stab at being woke. In February, employees were urged to be less white as part of the company's alleged diversity training. The Confronting Racism course in question was offered by LinkedIn Education and allegedly utilized by the soft drink Titan. Uh, Quote, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. Reads one of the slides. Jeez Louise. Allegedly sent from an internal whistleblower posted on Twitter by YouTube commentator, Carlin Borisenko, forgive me. Uh, another slide suggests to try to be less white with tips to be, be less oppressive, listen, believe, and break with white solidarity. The tweet that shared images of the course went viral. More recently, Republican lawmakers have criticized Koch for embracing De- uh, Democratic Party positions. The Atlanta-based outfit made headlines in April for announcing a Georgia state law that crit- the critics said blocked black people and other people of color from voting, which wasn't true. GOP lawmakers, in turn, uh, blasted the company and others that issued statements on the law telling the corporations to stay out of politics and accusing them of hypocrisy. So that's the entire article, and it has nothing to do with the making of Coca-Cola. I don't even know why these, uh, why these companies spend money on all this nonsense. I mean, it is ridiculous to me. It's just like, just make Coke, man. Why do you need to insert yourself into this conversation? Just, just make your sugar water, man. Just make your sugar, wa- sugar water. Anyway, two more stories. Lighter stories. Uh, give you a little bit of a happier feeling as we leave the show. Uh, Adam Sandler responds to viral TikTok video of him being turned away from IHOP. You saw that? Okay. EK's on top of this one. Adam Sandler finally responded to the viral video that captured the moment he was turned away from a Long Island IHOP. <clears throat> That's the International House of Pancakes, if you don't know. <laughs> The former Saturday Night Live star was praised online for his positive attitude after he and his daughter were told by a teenage employee at the restaurant that there would be a lengthy wait to be seated, prompting the star to politely exit the restaurant. The teen shared the video of the brief encounter on TikTok and noticed how uh, embarrassed she was to not have recognized the famous comedian and movie star at the time. Sandler was quiet about the viral video until Monday when he took to Twitter to make a brief, self-deprecating joke about the incident and his diet. Quote, for the record, I only left the IHOP because the nice woman told me the all-you-can-eat deal didn't apply to the milkshakes. The star joked. Uh, Dayana Rodas was the nice woman who posted, quote-unquote nice woman, who posted security footage from the IHOP chain that she works to the TikTok along with a video of herself looking like a clown. The clown filter was, was there to highlight her embarrassment for not recognizing Sandler, who was wearing baggy shorts, a hoodie, and a face mask to protect from the coronavirus at the time. In a follow-up post, Rodas also, also noted that Sandler sported a large beard at the time, which he had never seen him, pub, uh, seen him do publicly before. Not, re, uh, quote, not realizing it's Adam Sandler and telling him it's a 30-minute wait uh, and him, OFC, leaving BC, he's oh, not going to wait 30 minutes for IHOP, she wrote in the video. Please come back, she captioned in the post. (laughs) Although Sandler clearly looks disappointed in the video, many took to the comments section of the now-viral TikTok to praise the actor for not giving a staff member a hard time or flexing his celebrity status in order to get preferential treatment. Instead, the video shows Sandler simply leaving the restaurant, presumably to find another place to grab a meal with his kid. Uh, So here's the thing about Adam Sandler. Uh ridiculously rich. Those movies he made, he's like you know them, you know, love them, you know they, you know they made him wealthy beyond imagining, enough money to make Solomon blush. It's so it's it a, a story like this can kind of show you that you know you can you can keep your wits about you, you can keep that uh that broke guy attitude even after you make millions of dollars. And there's plenty of people. There's plenty of people who make a lot of money. And they somehow think that makes them special, that they get to cut the head of the line, that they get to go, you know, it's like, I'm Adam Sandler. I'd get a, I need a table right now because I'm Adam Sandler. And, you know, if you, have, if you have humility to begin with, I think that you'll carry that with you even if you make your millions. And so I think that, you know, maybe, maybe Adam Sandler, you know, uh, has that humility. I don't know. Maybe they just caught him on a good day or something like that. For all I know, he could be a dick every other second of the day. But that being said, you know, it's like if you can, no matter who you are, you understand you live in a society. You would like that society to continue. And so you you behave like a normal person, all right? And whether you're Adam Sandler or you're a minority or something like that, oh, you're not seating me because of my skin color or something like that, oh, you're not seating me because you don't recognize me as Adam Sandler, all right? You know, your privilege kind of is in your mind, you know? It's, in your, it's all in your mind, you know? Even if you're Adam Sandler, you realize that there are other people in those seats. It's like, I'm Adam Sandler. It's like, I don't care if you have any tables over. You better... It, I don't care if you have no tables open You better kick somebody out so I can sit down I'm Adam fucking Sandler Alright So I think humility is just something you're, you, know, you, know, you, you get at some point During life and if you're, if you're An asshole when you're poor you're probably going to be an asshole When you're rich So there's that <laughs> So uh, good for him Good for those people Now let's go on to this last story Uh, New York cops pick up a tab for a homeless man trying to steal socks. Mount Vernon police officer paid $15 for the socks that the homeless man tried to steal. A discount store in Westchester County uh, called the cops on a homeless man trying to steal socks. But instead of cops taking taking him out in cuffs, they picked up his tab. Body camera video posted to on the Mount Vernon Police Department's Facebook page, shows the officers arrive at the Dollar Tree on Saturday and speak with the manager before approaching the would-be shoplifter who admits he was taking the merchandise. Your little light on some socks, one of the officers identified as Officer Cartwright, asked the man after he'd been patted down. All right, I'll tell you what, he continues. I'll buy you a couple pairs of socks, though, but you got to stop stealing. (laughs) Cartwright then says uh, says he'll pay for $15 worth of socks. Cartwright asks the man what color he wants of the socks, and the man tells him any color will do. Uh, quote, listen, I know how important it is to have a nice pair of socks, Cartwright says, especially when you're, running, you're out running around, you, you know, you got nothing else on, so we'll, we'll get you taken care of. He tells the man he only paid for the socks because he was honest about trying to take them. I'll read that again for you. He tells the man he only paid for the socks because he was honest about trying to take them, steal them. The other officer, identified as Officer Velez, tells the man he could go to the police headquarters uh, for help if he was in need of services. In its Facebook post, the department thanked the officers and the manager of the store who not only authorized the man not to be booked, but told him if he was in need, he could just tell her mount vernon is a fiercely hard-working community that never gets the positive attention it needs a facebook post said these positive incidents happen every day in our city not only with the police but also other municipal employees and with our business partners so here's the thing it's like if the homeless guy if the homeless guy said no man i'm not trying to steal the cops would probably treated him pretty poorly and as far as i'm concerned Every single time I've been over, i uh, been pulled over or had an inter- interaction with police. Be one hundred percent honest with them. There was only uh, one one guy. My most recent incident with my, my, my most my most recent brush with the law, uh, where I thought the cop was just straight up being a dick. All right, but generally, even then, I was completely honest and forthcoming and telling them like, hey, "Yep, absolutely, yep, I was doing, I was breaking the law," and they'll treat you pretty nicely, even if they have to arrest you. But if you're pulling out your cell phone like that bitch in LA, you know, if you're pulling out your cell phone and calling him a murderer, you know, if she was breaking some other like more uh, uh, dangerous law <laughs> cuz I think like talking on a cell phone is a misdemeanor like a class 3 or something misdemeanor. But if they're break if she was breaking some sort if she, was, if she was doing some sort of violent crime, he probably would have like cuffed her hard, <laughs> thrown her to the ground and stuff like that. And so like, it goes a long way to treat your police with respect. And kindness, and be honest with them, you know. Because you could, you could be honest with these police officers, and they may even let you go. All right, they catch you with what? What kind of laws do people break? They catch you with uh, some weed or something like that. It was like, all right, well, was, uh, I'll let you go. I'm not going to write you up or anything. I am going to take your weed though, because they want it probably. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, if if you're combative, if you're bellicose with when cops confront you. You know they're going to be they're going to return that in kind, and they have the only authority there. Okay, and you can complain night and day. You can call them murderers left and right. You can call them a racist Mexican. You can never be white. You'll never be white and <laughs> stuff like that. You can do that all day and night. But you know what? If you're just kind and nice to people in general, you'll find that they will be kind and nice to you in return. And so that's the two upbeat stories. You know, just to cleanse the palate, let you know that, you know, hey, you know, not everything's a bad story. It's a shame. It's a shame that there, the stories like these cops helping out uh, this homeless guy, these stories don't get as much play. You know, it's it's the anger. It's the it's the hatred that drives the news cycle. and It's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs in many ways. Anyway, I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it very much. Uh, also you can send me cash through cash app, use cash tag ShockMonkeyRadio. You can also email me, madman at fxbgpr.com. If you want to send me an email, ask me questions. I'll answer them as best I can on my show sometime. And uh, I would appreciate it. Also, you can buy my books over on Amazon.com, search for the author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. Um, the Bunny Years, the Exit 13 book, and the Exit 13 books and uh, the ravings of a madman. Uh please buy my books like, share, and subscribe to these videos, comment on them, because uh, interactions or uh, engagements are what's really important when it comes to uh, getting other people to see my content. So you got to like watch my videos. you got to share those videos. you got to like and comment those videos. And when you do that, that's when uh, other people get to see those videos. That's how the algorithms work. So I'd appreciate it if you did something like that. I would appreciate it very, very much. So, yeah, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host the Madman, and I love you.